yet bigger problems with possible legal ramifications. I do not whine. You're the one genetically cursed to sound like a three-year-old brat. I used to go to bed each night thanking God I didn't sound like a chipmunk on fire. Really, Allie? She pulls her lips into a thin line. Well, maybe I'd rather sound like a brat than an uptight sorority girl who spends her Friday nights blue-balling with the best of them. I consider this a moment. She's not too far off base, but I'm not ready to be bested by not-so-sweet, dear old Tess. Oh, what the hell. Touché. She got me. And please, save the three-dollar words for your professors. The crowd erupts in aggressive hoots and decidedly dirty hollers on the other side of the carnal curtain. You still need a name, Tess reminds me. I'll take the bitter bitch for five hundred, I tease. Better yet, the ballistic blue baller. I think you're onto something with that one. She cuts a look out at the crowd, and I'm still not laughing. She pivots on her heels, examining me for a moment. I think Midnight Angel suits you. You've got that girl-next-door vibe going on, all wide-eyed and quivering with innocence. That's called fear. Relax, would you? She dusts her fingers over my bare shoulders. It's all about subtlety. And would you stop with the panic attacks? She reaches back and thrusts a bottle of champagne at me. Hold this, I'll get some glasses. Oh, trust me, I don't need a glass. I take a nice long swig and give it back before sneaking another peek into the den of depravity. The ebony-haired god is still glued to his seat. He's looking around as if he expects something to happen, not paying attention at all to the show on stage or the one playing out around him. God, he's gorgeous. Hair as dark as pitch. T-shirt that shows off everything that bulges and ripples on top. That boy's got muscles for miles. Tattoos in muted shades of blue and green run up both arms, giving him that bad boy appeal. He holds a beer bottle on his knee, and ironically, he looks perfectly bored while panning the stage. He glances in this direction, and our eyes meet again. Oh, shit, I whisper as my stomach implodes with heat. I yank the curtain around me so hard and fast, I think it's going to fall and smother me. It would serve me right to die one of those humiliating freak accident deaths. I can see the school paper headline now. Garrison sophomore Allie Monroe dies in fabric avalanche, while topless onlookers helplessly sip champagne. What's the matter? Tess struts back with her boobs one bounce away from escaping the rhinestone-studded carnage she's trying to play off as a bra. Front row, left side. Tall, dark, and way too freaking handsome. She brazenly pulls back the curtain and gawks at his hotness. Now we're talking. She lays it out there, low and guttural. He's a cute one. Tess bounces in her five-inch heels as if she were on springs. If things move in the right direction, this could be your lucky night. Lucky indeed, I say, releasing myself from the ridiculous stuffed snake coiled around my belly. He has definitely moved things in the right direction because I can't go out there now. What? Her features pinch as if I've decided to quit school and become a stripper. And ironically, there is nothing Tess would love more than for exactly that to happen. And now it sort of has, with the exception of the quitting school part.
If I had a dollar for every time she referred to my scholastic endeavors as a distraction from the real world, I wouldn't be stuffing myself into snakeskin print panties and wondering if I should have opted for a Brazilian rather than the blunted business end of my razor. He's your get. Tess shoves me back toward the open mouth of the stage. That's where you'll make the big bucks. Make him feel special, important. If you make it a personal experience, he could become your regular. Her eyes widen at the psychotic prospect. Jeez, Tess. I loosen her grip on my elbow. Thanks for making me sound like a hooker in training. I can't go out there and dance for him. It's like going to the gynecologist and finding out you have a cute doctor. It changes your perspective and your knees go into lockdown. The cuter they are, the less they get to see. It's genetic discrimination employed by women the world over. Jeez, Allie, she mocks. Would you stop acting?